The Holy Gospel from Luke chapter 13. On one occasion when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor and the crippled and the lame and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Before I preach, let me say a couple of things. First of all, thank you for inviting me back. It's wonderful to see some familiar faces, people who I remember so well. Before worship, early this morning, I got here and I was walking around the church through the facilities and remembering some of the things that we did together. Ministries that we um, did for each other, with each other, and for the community, and it brought a tear to my eye. And later, as I was getting for ready for worship, you know, making sure the hair wasn't totally crazy and the, and the stole was somewhat straight, I looked in the mirror and realized, oh my, I have aged. And I'm looking, and I won't say anything about you. But thank you. It is good to be here. Um, I am really glad to be here. Let's pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts know the height and breadth and depth of our love, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I preach in rhythm. I preach in rhyme. I preach in stories that are always mine. Some are fiction, some are true, but all are written for the gospel and you. Some of you know what that means as far as how I'm going to preach. For those of you who are new, who I'm thrilled to see, who have joined in this ministry in this special place, let me tell you how this sermon will work. I've studied the, the lessons for the day. I've looked at where they fall among the passages before them and after them. I've read the commentaries and a little bit about the historical um, context of where they've come from. And I have four stories that I've written that I think will help to instruct us 
about what these texts are calling us to, how that works is I will talk a little bit about the theme for the day, then I'll read one of the stories, and then John will play a little bit of music, and then a little bit more about the theme, another story, and so on. We'll do that four times. The theme for today is humility. Humility is a kind of love, one way that we put others um, in special places. Now, we all know people who um, really work to serve us and do things for us, perhaps to, in, to excess. I remember my grandma when she would come around when I was young and, and I had really eaten my full, which is hard to do when you're young. And she'd come around and still put more mashed potatoes on, but oh, eat some more, Larry. Oh, Grandma, I'm really full. In the movie The Firm, there was a character who had a phrase, we encumber, we're from the South, we encumber you with hospitality. The hospitality that Jesus is talking about is the kind of hospitality that lifts up the other, but also seeks to create a relationship loving as Jesus would have us love all people. In this first story, there are two people who are in very, two different places in life who come together in service and in relationship, the janitor and the bishop. Once there was a bishop who was responsible for many congregations, she would sit with congregations who were in conflict encourage congregations who were struggling, help them when they were looking for staff, and work to inspire them with the good news of Jesus Christ. It was long and hard work. Still, about twice a month, late in the evening, she would put on a sweatshirt and jeans and go out to assist Henry, the janitor of a local active congregation, Henry knew that she was a bishop and at first gave her only the easy jobs and the clean jobs. But their friendship really began after she took care of a plugged toilet one night and then mopped the floor. It continued to grow when after they cleaned up a mouse infestation and got rid of the vermin. Over the course of months, they cleaned and buffed the floors and dusted and straightened the chairs. They talked about their adult children's struggles and their own dilemmas about how to help them. They talked about their health issues that weren't major, but were chronic and were concerns. One night after she finished buffing a large floor with Henry, the bishop became unsteady on her feet. Henry helped her to the floor so she could lay down then he called for help. As they waited for the ambulance, Henry didn't know what to do. So he sat down on the floor next to Kathy, gently took her hand and quietly whispered the Lord's Prayer. Kathy whispered, bless you, dear friend. The bishop died that night in the hands of a fellow servant who prepares the church for the people of God. And that night, helped prepare a child of God for the presence of God. Holy service, holy servants. 
Humility can be a really special kind of love, one that happens in small and intimate places, in small and intimate gatherings, one-on-one -on -one or even done in unnoticeable times, and certainly in unheralded acts, times and deeds that don't need the spotlight because they are their own reward, and the gift is real life that the act holds in itself. This prose tells some of that story, and it's called, What Ministry Happens Here? New people come to the church all of the time, and many of them ask, what kind of ministry happens in this place? People tell them about the delightful music program that involves people of all ages. They mention the Bible study that teaches wisdom and gives insight to so many. They describe the active youth ministry and the youth leader and the trips they take and the service that the youth do. They tell of the quilters and the Sunday school program and the habitat program and the library and the feeding program and the housing program and the list is long and impressive and loving and life-giving to so many. Still, they don't tell of the lovely and funny and encouraging notes that the janitor leaves for the staff when she cleans their offices, and the meals that friends spontaneously bring to each other when someone is sick or there is a loss. They don't mention the phone call David received from a church friend, checking in and telling him he was missed, and the two-hour conversation that followed, and the love that came through the phone. They don't mention the people who park down the street so seniors and guests have parking spaces that are close and convenient. And the hugs that were given with no words when Catherine's husband left her. And the time the two men with two griefs sat with each other and shared simple words and then said to each other with tears in their eyes, I know. People come for the programs that they can see that touch lives and are so very important. They stay because of the ministry that is mostly hidden and is always humble and transforms them over and over into people of love. Humility perhaps comes sometimes when we get to know each other well and we notice how different each of us are. Some of you could tell some very different things about me, but let's not go there. There are people who come into our community who, are, who stand out more than most. There are people who perhaps frighten us, people who we don't know how to relate to or reach out to but we find ways because we are called to be people of humility and people of love. Our second lesson, Paul talks about seeing people as perhaps angels unaware. I love that image for people who we have an opportunity to reach out to who call into question how we do that. 
the story is about those people. It is called the purse. Once there is a woman named Sal. She lived on the streets. She was mentally ill and very afraid. She came to the church for worship about four random times each year. She would always come in late and sit in the back by herself, gently rocking back and forth over and over, whispering, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. She would show up at some of the Wednesday potlucks and get her food to go. At the end of the food line, she would leave a tiny note. Each time the words on the note read, love always. The kids began to welcome her when she was willing and to help her when they were able. When she died and was found by a stranger, an ambulance took her directly to the morgue. The person who took care of her body began by removing the big purse that she died clutching. The purse was empty except for a few things, a small pocket cross, the pastor's business card, and 12 tiny notes. The pocket cross was just like the ones the church gave to the young people in confirmation class. A young girl had given one to Sal as something to hang on to when she needed help. She hung on to it for nine years. The pastor gave Sal her business card with her phone number to call if she was in trouble. She called, but only once, and didn't know what to say when the pastor answered, so she hung up. The 12 tiny notes all said the same thing, love always. Those notes will be given out to the 12 confirmation students when they complete their classes next spring. At Thanksgiving this fall, the congregation will use that purse as a collection plate. It will remind them of their mentally ill, fearful friend, Sal. It will remind them that life isn't always fair. It will remind them that we are all children of God and we all have a holy calling to love always. Humility is a kind of love that calls for honoring our neighbors. I was sobered during the children's sermon when you show children a picture and they recognize clearly who it was that are people who are honored and who it was that aren't. I don't recall going to a party where there are places of honor and having to choose where I sit. That's not a part of my world, but there are other ways that we honor people. We defer to them because of their status in what they do. Perhaps they are the best dressed. Um, perhaps in the family there are people honored. Um, I think children know that early as well. One of the ways we're able to honor people, I think, in our day-to-day -day lives is simply through listening. 
creating safe places where people can tell their story, can say things about who they are, and in that process feel honored and loved. Sometimes we have that, that opportunity in places that we would not have expected. I live in Richland, Washington these days, and one of the things that I did when I moved there was I, I joined a Rotary Club. We raise money, we do service projects. It was a way for me to meet more people. Recently, one of the fundraisers I'm involved in is selling duck tickets as a fundraiser for a duck race, and we'll help all sorts of people with that. And I stood outside a grocery store selling tickets, and afterwards I wrote this story. It's called Ducks and Light. He came up to my table and we talked. I was selling tickets to the duck race, a charity fundraiser. He asked where the money would go and I told him of scholarships and some local charities it would help. He came up to my table and we talked. He told me that because of his multiple sclerosis, he couldn't drive, so he made the e-bike that he was riding. He'd made two others. One he sold to a friend at cost, and the other he gave to a friend who had a need, but no money. He came up to my table, and we talked, and he bought a ticket for others in need. I got the feeling he wasn't a man of needs, means, but he was a man of love. As he got ready to go, he blessed me with a smile and these words, I like what you people do. He came up to my table and we talked and I listened and we connected. And I saw one more way that light and love comes into our world in beautiful and often hidden ways. It was a good day. Please pray with me. Gracious God, you come to us in love and raise us up to be with you, to be in an exalted place of being loved. And you call us to do that with others, to love them and treat them with humility and grace. Open our eyes to the opportunities we have this week to be people of humility. In Jesus' name, amen.